Hello and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs and the sad fact of the matter is I'm alone on this podcast but hopefully not for long because I'm calling up Joe Smith on FaceTime. Let's hope he's near his computer. Hello. Hello. You are on live on the Big Finish podcast. Oh, am I? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a trick. Very good. How are so you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, so, so you've decided not to do the ironing? No, not today. I'll just put it all the way instead. Uh, he was gonna, it was either the podcast or the ironing, Joe told me in an email earlier. Uh, so, um, Joe, I better say what we do, haven't, haven't I? I haven't, haven't done yes. that bit yet. Yes, yes, you yes. What do we do? Yes, well, um, in case you're not aware of Big Finish, we are the purveyors of fine audio books and audio drama covering such ranges as Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, Sherlock Holmes. Any suggestions? Welcome, Joe. I can, I can go on the website at this time we can cheat let's see I don't you know, think you'd be able to remember what we do you think you would yes the omega factor this... survivors yeah, omega factor. Uh, dark, dark shadows, shadows. i've just said it at the same time iris as you. wild time pathfinder legends yeah uh, mervyn stone brilliant yeah, yeah all sorts all sorts of lovely things in the big finish bucket <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's a little that's private a nice joke. Little joke there yeah, <laughs> nice little joke uh, uh, coming up in this podcast in a few moments joe will be reading us the news which i'm very excited about hooray <laughs> And then following that, Joe will be reading us some Big Finish listeners' emails, which I will be attempting to answer. And I expect Joe will throw in a few answers as well. I'm sure I can manage something. It's almost like I picked the questions so I could talk about them, really. (laughs) I see. Right. And then it'll be time for our star interview, which is uh, an interview I managed to get with Ingrid Oliver. You may remember. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Who does she play again? He plays Petronella Osgood in Unit. I forgot her name was Petronella. That's new, that is. I mean, yeah. yeah she new, was in doing a unit thing. recording, and last time we did a podcast, we had no idea what we were, who we were going to interview. No, it was. And then you went off that very afternoon and kidnapped her <laughs> and delayed recording. So that box set won't be out until 2017. <laughs> Actually, the interview was interrupted by several people. It's not what you call uh, a really slick interview. Is it a classic Ken Bentley walks in and says, why have you taken her away and put her in this cupboard? Uh, yes, you've guessed yeah. the ending. We've given Excellent. away the ending. Anyway, well, I fo- know how it works. <laughs> following the interview with Ingrid Oliver, in which she talks about some stuff, uh, we'll be selecting uh, a randomly selected uh, Big Finish archive release to say things about. And then um, it'll be time to uh, round up our latest releases and tell you what's happening in the next podcast, which I can tell you now. I, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. Although if, if, if the things we want to happen happen, it'll be really exciting. Confect, so that's okay. Yeah. But yeah. they might not, so we won't, we won't hype it too much. Okay, time now for the news. Kim Chow. Okay, as as you are listening to this podcast, and in fact, just minutes before I put this podcast online, Doctor Who, the 10th Doctor Adventures, has been released. <gasps> At last, it's three brand new star- stories starring David Tennant and Catherine Tate by Matt Fitton, Jenny T. Colgan and James Goss. You can buy them individually or as part of a limited edition set while stocks last. And you can buy it now. So go on, we'll wait. You sounded quite crazy then. Buy it now! Uh, no. <laughs> like go a sort of it. Dalek. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. They can stop the podcast here and go and buy it. Put some like waiting music on while they go and get it. <laughs> Good job, they're back. Anyway, so for three hours after they've heard all the stories, um, the news continues with that the Doctor Who license has been renewed. That big finished. Oh, I knew that. Up until 2025, we now have the license to produce Doctor Who and tortured audio plays. The only thing that slightly worries me is that uh, is how old I'll be by then. But anyway... Well, you're already quite old, Nick, so don't worry too much, you know. Can't, you can't get much older. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how time works, I'm here to tell you. I think it's just once you hit 40, that's it, mate. It's is it old. really? Yeah, just, it's just, just old. It doesn't matter what the number is. No, okay. no it's just just old there. So don't worry about it too much. But it'll be exciting. We've got all sorts of exciting things lined up, haven't we? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's how, how good. That's good. Well, maybe we'll hear about some of them one day, but not today. Today no, we can no, hear about no. more wonderful 2016 releases. Like, uh, coming up in August, we're going to have Torchwood Made You Look by Guy Adams, starring Eve <gasps> Miles as Gwen Cooper. She's back, and despite what you might have read on the internet, she's back. And she loved that script, didn't she? Absolutely did. Well, it's a cracking script. Uh, it sees her going to investigate the mysterious Welsh town of Talmud. Be very exciting, and lots of Welsh things will happen. I can only imagine with a Gwen Cooper script. Well, that's so. exciting enough for me. Absolutely, Welsh things happening. Everyone loves a bit of Welsh things happening. Not too much, mind you, because then it gets silly. You know, we have to let the Scottish people have some things happen to them as well. Otherwise, they'll get angry. I'm disassociating myself from these remarks. Or well, well, you're disassociating yourself from the Scottish, are we? Okay, that's fine. No, from your that remarks. I love the Scottish. Kenny Smith, in particular who's the editor of Vortex magazine, Big Finish's free magazine. He's our token Scottish person. You're just being highly offensive, Joe. Carry on. It's all right. Let's carry on. Is it all right? Oh, okay. Well, this is another release. Uh, I don't know if it's got anything to do with Scotland or not, but uh, (laughs) this has just been announced this week. uh, Coming out in December 2017, Yes. we have a full cast adaptation of Robert Louis Stevenson's Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. (laughs) This is very advanced news, isn't it? It is. a very advanced news. Maybe the furthest ahead we've ever announced something, except for maybe the the eighth Doctor set. Uh, this is going to be adapted from the screenplay by Nicholas, the stage play by Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> the screenplay. The screenplay. Yeah, he Nicholas made a movie, Briggs. you know. Made a movie. Making a movie. You can be one of the four hundred Jack on Hyde movies coming out next year. Yes, well, I I certainly uh, wrote a stage adaptation of. The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's actually called Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde without a, without a the on the beginning. I know, I, I didn't say the. I know, no, no, I didn't. I wasn't correcting you. I was correcting the world, but it's become known as The Strange Case or just Jekyll and Hyde. And I, I've done a stage show, which is out on tour as we speak. It is. And um, you can find all the dates and links for that yeah. uh, on the Big Finish website as well. That's true. And the news section, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, attach it to the podcast. What a good idea, Absolutely. Joe. Yeah, and, I and, know how to plug something. It's all good. <laughs> and it's on at Western Supermare this week. The, the week of this podcast, that is. Yeah. How exciting. And it's got, some, it's got a good review today, so I'm very, very happy. Oh, go on then. Read us a review then. I'm not going to read it out. It's well, just, right, then just, don't, just don't bring it up then. No, I'm just <laughs> mentioning it was good. Oh, well, so that's okay. all right. I know. We all um, know it's good because you've written it. Well, it you know, be. it might not have been. And then, of course, people kept saying, oh, you've done, a, you've done a stage play. Why don't you adapt it for audio? And I will be doing that i mean i will go back to the source material as well so yeah of course it's well, part of the it. big finish classics range anyway absolutely it should be great which continues next month with dracula which should be yes. very exciting we'll dracula. hear lots more about soon but we've got more horror coming up and this one's coming slight this year because we just announced the cast for survivors series five there's two doctor who stars in here uh neve mcintosh and richard hope will be joining the fifth box set based on terry nation's classic post-apocalyptic drama where viruses are survivors too and neve and richard of course play the silurians in the new series of doctor who but not in survivors not in survivors well that would be brilliant because they do they do have plagues the silurians that would work out quite nicely uh but you never know you might hear uh certainly neve appearing in something else coming up very soon uh you might have to listen out for that in the coming weeks what she might be appearing in but oh, it's quite I exciting know, i know i directed you know. her yeah you did direct her she's very yes, lo- she I, I love neve she's lovely and it's funny it isn't half funny trying to find a photo of her online though because of course you all know her as the person with the mask on and you're thinking who's that oh that's her <laughs> with, like, that's how she really looks okay well sense. i met her at a convention uh, a couple of years ago and, and uh, she was introduced to me uh and I thought, I, I don't know who you are. And it wasn't until a little bit later, and I was very polite and just chatted with her. I thought, oh, she must be something to do with Doctor Who. <laughs> and then a little bit later, I saw her in the green room, the convention, and she did a little sort of strange stretch with her neck, mm. which was just like a Silurian movement. I thought, oh, that's who it is. <laughs> I have told her after, that story. After slagging so. off the Silurians for the entire rest of the desert, you know what Alien I hate? Silurians. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. They're brilliant and hopefully we'll see more of them one day well, yes it's not true that I said that that's what I'm saying no, it's yeah, not yeah. I'm just making up lies just to put them online and get you in trouble <laughs> it's all good fun. fair enough yeah. uh, we've also got some new casting for Dark Shadows Blood and Fire 
this is possibly the third week in a row we've got a casting update Marie Wallace Nancy Bart Barrett and David Selby will be joining the cast so that's very exciting yeah what what would a podcast be without you desperately trying to pronounce the names of actors I know and the worst part is Barrett isn't even a difficult name to pronounce <laughs> I've just I read it as Barlet and then I <laughs> to correct myself horrendous really but never mind uh, hopefully I won't mispronounce any of these names because we also have brand new details and if everything goes according to plan possibly even a cover for Unit Silenced which oh, should, yeah. should now be online it's very exciting yes I've seen that I've seen that cover it's very good I haven't yet and I've just asked literally Facebook Tom Webster to say can you send it to me just so I can see because it hasn't gone up yet um, but I'm hoping it's going to be really good so I'm going to high expectations um, coming returning to unit in this third box set will be Ramon Tikaran and Tracy Wiles uh, they'll be playing Colonel Shindy and uh, the, the the journalist who I'm just going to look up and say this and Warren line. Brown's in it as well Warren Brown's in it as well we've already announced that Warren Brown was in it I no, think I just thought I'd throw that in it was a bit that's alright well, Warren Brown's in it James Joyce is in it yeah, and of course, course yeah. Ingrid Oliver who'll be well, hearing from more I later. saw them all on the day when I was recording yeah that's good how was the day when you were recording it was very good I really enjoyed it it was, it was lovely to see Ingrid and Warren and James again and of course Ken Bentley even though he interrupted the interview <laughs> Yeah, it's an outrage, isn't it? And of course, Tracy Wiles is returning as Jackie McGee, who will be trying to uncover one conspiracy and finding another. <gasps> I just hate it when that happens. <laughs> it's always awkward, isn't it? There's too many conspiracies nowadays. But yeah, that'll be very exciting. Uh, there should be some more details online soon. Uh, and last but not least, before we get on to the new releases, just a reminder that the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trip Competition is still ongoing. Uh, you can bring in, send in any of your entries all the way now until the end of June I think it's the end of June anyway. it is yeah uh, we've had a record amount of mail of this subject coming already uh, absolutely huge success and so keep sending them in you've got right up until the date to get everything to us so yeah keep going it'll be fantastic and that brings us nicely on to the new releases that have just come out this week from Big Finish we've had Talk to Who Vampire of the Mind starring Colin Baker and Alex McQueen, which is the second part of our Two Masters trilogy. Very oh, exciting. Yes. We've had Doctor Who Gary of Ghouls with Tom Baker and Celia Emery, which is the Doctor going on holiday and finding a haunted waxworks, as you do. <laughs> and we've also had uh, the very exciting Cyberman, the complete series one and two, which is all eight episodes of our two Cyberman miniseries collected together for the first time ever. In a lovely box. It is a lovely box. There's a really nice photo of the box you can just go and look at online and how colourful it is. and It's just wonderful. And of course, by the time you are hearing this, Doctor Who, the 10th Doctor Adventures, has been released. Anything else in the news? That was it for this week. OK, time now for listeners' emails. So our first email is from Mr. Darren Harris. And he says, hi, Nick and all. Hello. First, I'd love to say just how much I'm enjoying the spragtastic moments. It's wonderful to hear Paul still making us laugh, although sad at the same time. On that point, I would like to say that I think it's great to have the people at Big Finish show their human side as well as being part of a company. So many companies like yourselves seem to be only in it for the money and don't really put themselves out there as, as people. Whereas Big Finish at every turn shows just how very human you all are. Which is one of the reasons why I buy from you directly. You aren't a faceless organisation, and because of that, I'm more than willing to spend money on your products. Um, okay, on to some other stuff now. First, I've been wondering if we are going to see any more of both Klein and Rain. I grew to like both characters and was wondering, hoping, you may be considering doing more stories with them. What do you say to that, Nick? Well, I say that uh, there's some possibilities that some of what you're asking for might be um, happening at some point in the future. <laughs> that's Ooh, so that's Sorry, good, Darren, that wasn't a very human answer. I apologise. It wasn't a very human answer, no. but, but it Darren, sounds thanks like for it. what you say. I mean, you know, we, yeah, we, we're, we're just a, a bunch of people who love what we do and we're not a faceless corporate. I'm just, I'm just checking on my FaceTime and I know I've definitely got a face. Yeah. Yes, that's true. You've got a face, but of course it's computer generated. The one you're looking at, <laughs> so you don't know if you're real at all. Oh my goodness. I'm just feeling my face to make sure it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's there. That's my face there. Ow, that hurt. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excellent. Slapping uh, myself about the face now. It's all you can slap. You can slap yourself as much as you like, mate. I don't mind. Okay. Uh, Darren finishes email by saying, "I am also very much looking forward to the tenth Doctor box set. Wee. I've played the trailer for it several times now and really can't wait for it. Take care, one and all, and keep up the good work." Wow. Lovely. Thank you, Darren. Anyway, the next email is from Mr. Ben Follis, and he says, "Hey, podcast crew." I am new to the Big Finish podcast. I am new to podcasts, actually, but you do make me giggle on my lunch break. So cheers. Uh, My question today is about the new unit audio stories. Oh, yes. The first new unit box set with the Autons was great. It felt like a perfect blend of old and new Doctor Who. Uh I wonder if there's any potential to bring in Lee Evans to reprise his role as Professor Malcolm Tucker. I think this could be a comedy goal listening to him and Osgood together. They both love the Doctor and are both a raging geeks. It could be great, just the thought. Uh, it's interesting. It's true that those uh, characters have similar characteristics, don't they? They're both mad about the Doctor. I wonder whether they planned to bring him back and couldn't get him and so created Osgood instead. It's possible, I suppose, isn't it? Who I knows? mean, of course, the, what I do like about it is he's still mentioned, I think, in Day of the Doctor oh, is he? as being still part of UNIT. And they, he's built the Ravens and they have to, he's in the other room, they say. <laughs> I quite like that. I like yeah, the idea yeah. that all the characters in unit are still there somewhere that uh, disappear. So that's quite fun. But, but maybe, we've, maybe, yeah, we'll yeah, be. we've not got any plans for that. No, it's quite a, it's quite a healthy cast already, isn't it? With units. So. Yes, that's true. Well, maybe we'll see. By see healthy, you, you mean large? I presume. Large, yes. yes. Well, okay, just checking. The next email is from Robert H. Gulak. Almost guaranteed to be pronounced wrong but never mind um congratulations on your license extension until 2025 oh hey finishes now making audio stories of new adventure doctor who novels of the 1990s what is the possibility of making an audio adventure of the excellent torture novel exodus code written by john and carol barrowman i don't know i'd have to uh, talk to the producer james goss about that Hmm. Okay, make a note of that, Joe. I'll make a note of it, and we can harass James with more emails, and Indeed. he can slowly go insane. I think he's on holiday uh, at the moment. He's he's taken a lot of holidays, hasn't he? Actually? I know. He's, well, he's it's, it's, he used to work at the BBC. You learn that whenever you want to uh, contact anyone at the BBC, they're always on holiday. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how, how much holiday do they have at the BBC. <laughs> well, I don't know, but <laughs> it's, be- it's because they're so efficient. That's what it is. Yeah. James Goss is certainly efficient, and I, I do know that he'll be coming back from holiday to do something very secret and exciting. So, oh, yes. yeah, I think he's earned it this time. Yes, excellent. Uh, Robert also says, "I can't wait to see Matt Smith appear at Big Finish." I know that is a matter of when, as opposed to if he comes. Well. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed, yes. <laughs> now, if you could get Chris Eccleston, that would be a shocker. Well, you never know. You know, you've got to. I like the optimism. I like yeah. the optimism. You've got to be happy about this. Uh, Chris has so far indicated that uh, he's passing on that opportunity at the moment. Uh, I don't know but what hey, he said at the moment. I'm saying at the moment. I'm hoping that one day we can convince him because well, we've got fantastic. a license for 2025 now, so that's that's an, at least at least ten more years of asking him. So that should be fine. <laughs> okay. We'll ask twice a year from now on. Twice a year from now on, that should be fine. Uh, and this last one is from uh, Jorg from Germany. He says, "I've started with Doctor Who in 2009, but through Big Finish, I've also discovered the classic Doctor Who." Oh. So thank you for very much for lots of hours of entertainment. But my question is concerning new Doctor Who. Will we see the Paternoster gang of Madame Vastra, Jenny Flint and Strax at Big Finish? Well, uh, we would love to do that, but the uh, rights are not available. Mm, it's true, uh, very we have sadly. asked, but uh, they, they, they're, they're not making those available to us. But we would love to do that. And of course, we have had Strax come in in our yes, special. Yes, yes. Yeah, Perhaps we could have them come in individually. <laughs> we could do it because uh, she's in the other room. I'll leave and then they can come in and we'll just carry on like that for, for the next. And we've had uh, um, well, uh, Madame Vastra's wife. Jenny Flint. It is Jenny. Uh, it? Jenny Flint's character. Yeah, yeah. We, like she's been in, the actress has been in. Oh, yes, they all have. Uh, they all have now, which is exciting. Catherine uh, was in Torchwood, uh, One World. That's right, directed by uh, Barnaby Edwards, yeah. It was, that was a lovely And I also so. met her at a, a German convention. 
for Doctor Who, the, the first ever German yeah. Doctor it's Who convention. Yeah. Well, we're doing the, you know, we're feeding them the big finished lunches and getting them hooked. So if the <laughs> rights ever do become available, we, you know, we, we, we'll be ready and say that. And that is the letters for this week. OK, they are emails, though, Joe, and you always call them they letters. No, Why do you call I, them I, letters? I've printed them out. I've printed them out. <laughs> It's, they still I arrived. Could have it to print it out. You don't know. I could have printed it out and I could have mailed it to myself and then they would have become letters. <laughs> They've all been written with a quill pen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Beautifully done, Joe. Beautifully done. I say that. I, I am a cross line. <laughs> Okay, time now for us to uh, join an equally chaotic bit of the podcast recorded uh, uh, was, was it last week. I don't know. Anyway, here's last uh, Thursday. Last Thursday. Here is uh, Ingrid Oliver. Well, Ingrid Oliver. Well, Nicholas Briggs. Oh, that was beautifully Thank done. You. Uh, so you you've been in Doctor Who, apparently. Uh, yeah. And here you are, Big Finish, doing a unit. Yes. Thanks for coming back. My absolute pleasure. It's one of my favourite things to do. How have you been? What have you been doing? Um, what have I been doing? I've been doing all sorts of things. I've been, uh, well, I've been in LA recently, um, just sort of uh, doing bits and bobs over there, um, doing some writing and things. Um, it's always a really tricky question. I feel like I should be filling it. I, should, I feel like I should say, uh, yeah, I've done a couple of movies, um, <laughs> written a novel. Or two. Or two. Yeah, well, I think being in LA, that sounds impressive enough. It's funny, isn't it? Just saying it makes me feel impressive. I'm impressed. I feel, um, yeah. We should be. I feel diminished. I mean, I'm literally, I mean, literally anyone can book a ticket and go there. It's not that impressive. <laughs> Yeah, but you must, you know, things are happening for you. Um, well, what's lovely is, what is genuinely lovely is that going to America, I've, I didn't realise quite how beloved Doctor Who is over there as well as over here. So I've had very sort of interesting and a diverse group of people who have gone, oh my gosh, you're as good from Doctor Who, um, which has been lovely. It's a really nice thing. Um, so, yeah. They've got good taste, basically, is what mm. I'm saying. Mm. And forgive me if you've been asked this a million times before, because I, I don't know. But um, Osgood is a sort of anoraki character. It was kind of. I uh, object to that that description. Okay, but moving past that yes. for a moment, uh, you don't have any. Do you have any elements of that in you as a person about anything, not necessarily Doctor Who, but other things? Anorakiness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm I do. Anoraki. Well, I was. I was a very studious child. Um, I love my books. Um, I, I sort of, yeah. I, I well, I, I, I like facts. I know I like knowing things. And the older I get, the older I get, the more I, I want to know about things. So it's quite nice playing a character who knows a lot about hmm. a lot. Um, I want, I want to know some good facts now. Have you got any great facts? I have. S I have a lot of great facts. I now can't think of a single one. It's like when people say when I say I do comedy and people go, oh, "Tell us a joke." I uh, cannot think of a single joke. No, that's uh, a, that's an unfair thing. I can talk in German for you. Go on. Then. That's that's one thing that people I can people go, oh, "Go on then," and I go, "Be yeah, all right then." Uh, and now I can't. Now I'm going to try and think. Ich versuche, ich überlege mir gerade, was ich denn sagen sollte. Ja, also mein Vater ist Deutsch und deshalb spreche ich auch fließend Deutsch. There you go. Something about your father being German. Yes, that was quite speaking. easy. Yeah, yeah, okay. That was quite easy. That's, uh, that's very good. But how come? How come you can speak German? Well, my, my dad's German. Oh, that was uh, true. Was, what you were yeah, saying. no, it's yeah. true. My dad's German. I was born in Germany, so I have lots of relatives over there. Um, so, yeah, I love German. See, that again, that's, that appeals to my, my slightly geeky side, which is that it's a very precise language. Yeah. Very and ordered. Very ordered and kind of... Um, there is no room for ambiguity. You you just make up words by putting a lot of nouns together to make a new thing, and I like that. But what about piling up all those verbs at the end of the sentence? That's a bit weird, keeps, though, isn't it? Keeps you on your toes. That's why I like it. You have no idea where the sentence is going until the very end. Well, it's good because it means you can't interrupt people because you have to wait for them to finish. Because it won't make any sense until they've yeah. logged all the verbs in. Yeah. Yeah. See? That would have made things very different with Margaret Thatcher. 
Yeah, because nev- nobody ever knew when she'd finished talking, which is why she... Really? Yeah, yeah. She she had sort of falling intonation, so interviewers would constantly try to speak and she'd have to speak over them because she hadn't... I mean, apart from the other factors about Margaret Thatcher that maybe we won't discuss here. That's interesting that you... Yes, that's the, the thing that you picked up from her, her reign. Um, I'd never noticed that. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Yeah, well, I've certainly heard that that was a thing. Well, that's a great sign of when you know you're powerful and you you just... People who talk slowly, it drives me mad because I talk very quickly to the point where I don't finish thoughts and then I just cut myself off and stop dead in the middle of a sentence. But people who talk like that, it's a power thing because it means you can't interrupt them. Yeah. And they're very confident that what they're saying is something everyone should be listening to. It's almost like daring you to interrupt, but you know that that means that they're going to give you a hard time. It's pet peeve. Because also one of my faults is that I will... If someone's talking slowly, I'll go, yeah, yep, yeah. and then I'll, I'll say I'll finish their sentence. And I don't mean to be rude. It's, it's kind of actually just agreeing. But a friend of mine got very annoyed with that, so I'm trying to stop doing that. You know the Germany thing? <laughs> the, which particular? <laughs> the thing Let's about not you being there. originally German. <laughs> yes. um, I went, I think it was last year, I went to the first ever German Doctor Who convention. Mm. I'm going, I think I'm going to it this year. Oh, you've been invited. Is it Castle? No. Yes, yes, it is. Well, the, yeah, I, I, the, one of the main, well, one of the reasons I'm doing it is because it's very close to where my father is. And my, my dad has not really ever seen me do Doctor Who. He's not really aware of it as a concept. So I kind of want him to come and go, look, Dad, see? I've done real well. <laughs> um, they love it there, though. Do they? Yeah. And they were lovely people. And, and you'll be pleased to hear, and of course you know this anyway, all the, the British cliches about... Um, German people not having a sense of humour. Yeah. This is a complete fallacy. Yeah, of course. Obviously, it's, you know, born of World War Two, basically, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's because I felt it was the, of all the conventions I've ever been to, it was filled with the most laughter oh. I, I've ever experienced. Well, that's they, nice they, to they know. were lovely. I love Germany. I have a very, very big soft spot for Germany. And they're very good about speaking English, which is nice for yeah. the English who are terrible at learning other languages. <laughs> well, I've, I've set myself a challenge. I'm, I'm going to do everything in German and probably come hugely unstuck. I'm going to try and I'm going to brush up before I go. Um, but yes, my father, because my dad, he'd, he'd, because they do actually get, they do have Doctor Who in Germany. I think I can't remember which channel it's showed, yeah. shown on Paul Zeeben or something like that. But they, um, so my dad has never, he's never seen an episode of it. So I, when the 50th anniversary was on in the cinemas, it was, I looked it up and there was one in where he lived uh, showing and I, and I rang him and I was like, oh dad, if you want to, if you fancy seeing what I'm up to, um, it's the 50th anniversary, it's quite a big deal. And he went, I knew the night that he'd gone to see it and I, he didn't, call, I, I didn't hear from him for a couple of days and I sort of eventually thought, well, come on so I rang him up and uh did you did you watch it did you go and watch it he went yeah I stayed for the first 15 minutes but it was a bit loud <laughs> and then he left he just left um well, it's a point of view isn't it well, it keeps it you ground yeah it is a, it's a bit loud the one criticism of Doctor Who oh my goodness yeah wow um I presume because you're very busy that you haven't listened to the uh the unit release you were last in with us you haven't heard no it. i haven't no have you ever listened to any big finish well i n- n- well this is the thing because i don't well specifically to the unit it's no, ones it? i <laughs> it's no basically well i don't i don't ever really watch anything that i do and i don't listen to things that i do um Why is that? i don't know it's just i can't think of anything worse to be honest I, i'm not and that sounds disingenuous but i just i just i've no, the idea of sitting and listening to myself would be. Well, why do you do it then? Because painful. you, because you know, presumably because other people will listen to it. Hopefully. Ah, yeah. So, you, but you think you've got something to offer, as all performers do. I, I include myself. Yeah. So you, you feel you have a, a permission or a right to do it, but you, you don't want to be the person. Well, I love the process of doing it. I, ah, I love doing it. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the fun bit. I think, I think. Uh, I mean, I have watched. You do watch some things back because obviously you need to know what you're doing and if it's if it's along the right tracks or not. But after that, then I try. Then I just don't really. I just don't really want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. The only reason I mentioned it, I didn't mean to get into these deep. No, no, no. Was that you know, two the two questions I ask people in this podcast is one, what's tingling their molecules about Big Finish at the moment? That but that doesn't apply to you because you're not listening to it. <laughs> so that's fair enough. We'll move straight on um, <laughs> to um, what's tingling your molecules generally. In entertainment, 
anything that you particularly like a TV series or I don't know a stage play something that you've enjoyed recently well I I'm actually I'm a huge fan of um, America of well tell you what specific very specifically Melissa McCarthy at the moment I'm obsessed with there's a nice there's a movement of films in America at the moment starring women and funny women um, the Ghostbusters new Ghostbusters which I can't wait to see that looks very very good um, I and don't know her isn't that awful I feel terrible Melissa McCarthy yeah. um, she was in Bridesmaids I haven't seen that is, oh, you, you only listen to you only listen to Big Finish stuff. That's no, your entire no, no. cultural. Is she? Uh, there's a photographer trying to get in. Just come in. Just come in. Um, was she in a, a film, a sort of secret agent film? Yes, by yeah, amazing. Right. I haven't seen she's it. She's incredible. Right. In yes, it. I've seen her interviewed. She yeah, is she's brilliant. Very, yeah. very funny. Yeah. But um, I just like that thing of women can be superheroes. Oh, I'm going to say that again because a ladder was put down. <laughs> it was a beautiful. Women sound can be superheroes. It's like men oppressing you in this room. Gosh, that you're trying honestly, to talk about I'm trying women. to make a point. Um, yeah, and so and and I'm writing something at the moment which is along those lines. Hmm. It's going to be hugely. Hu it's going to be a huge success. So what you're saying? Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously. So what you're saying is that you're enjoying all her work. Well, it's just. I think it's this. There's a. There just seems to be a movement of films where where they. People at studios are realising that actually women can sell films, and you can have just uh, a female cast, and women are funny as well. Yeah, because I've, I've literally had people tell me tell me that women can't be funny um, on Twitter and various places. So um, it's nice to be able to go. Well, that's not true. Mm. It's so blatantly, patently. Not I know true. it's silly. I don't even know why I dignify them. Yeah. You know, when I worked in magazines years and years ago, uh, and I wanted to put Whoopi Goldberg on the front cover, the uh, my boss, I was the editor of the magazine, and my boss said, uh, "Well, you can do it, but uh, we'll take a ten percent drop on circulation for that." And he said, "I'm not, you know." He said, "I'm just looking at the figures, and that's what happens." It was Sister Act. Whoopi Goldberg. One of the best films ever. One of the best comedy films ever. I. Yeah, I mean, and that may well have been true at the time, I think, but I do feel there's a palpable change, and I think that that's now, that's now not the case anymore. Because women, you know, make... Well, I don't even need to go into this with you, do I? No, but... I don't know if you know... We that. make up over half the population, because I don't know if you know that. What is 51%, isn't Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's always wonderful in podcasts when things go wrong. Yeah. I'm eating green. Hey, yeah, there no. you are. Well, thank you very much. I'm it's going to go and give my Osgood. Um, <laughs> so thank Sorry. you. Nice to talk to you. Bye. Great to talk to you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and that was Ken Bentley spoiling the interview. It's over. Well, there we are. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ken Bentley just ruined that. But I'm really, Thanks, I'm really, really cross Gosh. with Ken. <laughs> It's graceful, isn't it? Right. Let's go and fight him, man, and die. <laughs> what? We can't fight Ken Bentley. He was too powerful. Is he too powerful? Okay. Um, time now for a randomly selected Big Finish release from the archives. So there's no uh, wall of shame uh, for you to go to, but you've, you, have you previously randomly selected one? Well, this is what I thought I could do, because uh, obviously, being in my house, yes. I've only got one big finished CD here, because <laughs> I work with them all day, and I don't want to look at them anymore. But what I thought that's we could do... That's not true, you know that's not true. You want to look at them true. all the time. I listen to them all day. It's all on my iPhone. But what I thought we could do... Yeah. Just look at our brand new Big Finish app. Oh, yeah. I could randomly scroll through everything, and you can say stop. Okay. Tell me when you're scrolling. I'm, I've been scrolling for a while now. Oh, oh stop. Okay. Well, that was Toby Halex Who's Round. We're not nominated. Sorry, Toby. It's great. That's, all right. That's brilliant, but we can't. They, we, we didn't make them. So. That's Toby Halex okay. who's interviewing every... Trying to get a, um, an anecdote about every single Doctor Who story. And it's a podcast that's featured on our site. Go and have a look. Okay, carry on. Stop. Yeah. It's another Toby okay. Haydog podcast. Oh, here's a good one. Oh, yeah. So here we go. I've got Bang Bang a Boom. Oh, Bang Bang a Boom. How lovely. So let's look on Bonnie Langford, I think you said. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's okay. What do you know about it? Um, so this story is more or less a nice parody of Eurovision. So we've chosen the right weekend to announce it, which is very exciting. It's just the Eurovision Song Contest for those uh, people who don't live in Europe listening is um, a load of old rubbish. 
It is, but it's a beloved load of old rubbish. Well, no, I'm only saying that. I'm only saying that because I'm British. Because the rest of Europe take it really, really seriously, don't they? They, they like. That's true. Absolutely true. Yeah. Whereas the British don't. But the only reason the British don't typically is because we never win. I think the last time we won was a very long time ago, and so we get all sniffy about it. Yeah. No, no, we certainly have won it several times, but that was back in the day. Yeah. No, no, I know Um, that. I mean, you know. uh, Yeah. Yeah several uh, save, oh, save all your kisses for me and uh, this century so yeah, yeah that's how awful it is I've tried googling Eurovision and the other countries don't want me to even look to prove we haven't won oh well <laughs> So this is quite an exciting story, yes. though. So it's it's um, a, 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 a it's a load of tacky songs um, uh, get voted on by the whole of Europe, and one of them wins. And the prize is that the winning country has to host the next event, which is another reason. <laughs> another reason why the British don't want to win because we don't want to go to all the trouble of hosting it. That that's just Absolutely my personal not. opinion, obviously. Of course, and and you are correct. Um, yeah. It's been written by Gareth Roberts and Clayton Hickman. Of course, yes. Fantastic. Who, it was also a parody it. of Star Trek as well and all those sci-fi it, it, things. It takes yeah. place on Dark Space 8, yes. which sounds quite a lot like another famous space station. But never mind. <laughs> and I think that in between there are uh, fake continuity announcements. And I, think, and I think I did them. I think that's my memory of it. You are indeed. You are accredited as continuity answer. Yeah, how about that? I was grasping that memory. No, you've done well. There's actually quite a great cast in this. Not only is Sylvester McCoy and Bonnie Langford in it, of course. We've also got Graham Garden, yeah, um, Nicholas Grace, Jane Goddard, Barnaby Edwards, Gareth Roberts as well, Gareth <laughs> Jenkins. We've got everybody you could possibly want to be in a nice big musical release. So how exciting I think I don't know whether there's any actual singing in it is there anyway it's, it's a murder mystery and people get bumped off one by one and it's got it's an attempt to include every murder mystery and sci-fi cliche in one story and it succeeds beautifully it is good here's the trailer ladies and gentle beings welcome one and all to the 309th intergalactic song contest the intergalactic song contest the what? I mean, of course, um, the Intergalactic Song Contest. This mission sums it all up. Achilles Four gets the All World's Peace Convention. Star Island 12 gets the embassy to the Shackrock Empire. What do we get? The Intergalactic Song Contest. I Excuse me, but but what are you doing? It looks very interesting. Uh, oh, this, this. Uh, it's a device for um, uh, for measuring proton strings in the twelfth dimension. Oh, what have you discovered so far? I just uh, don't know. Holy mouth! Is this the way? Down this corridor. Oh, dear. Oh, Mel. What? Haven't you worked it out? Didn't you realise? But I... The clues were all there. But why? Because I was drunk. I was. I was drunk. Well, I'm just not like the other boys. You're not like any other men. We've carried out a full security scan... Double check the entire station. There is no bomb. That creature, it tried to kill me. Uh, one of you pass the wine. Quickly, Mel! The arena! What is going on? If we don't stop him, bang, bang, a boom! There you are, bang, bang, a boom. One of the classic, much loved big finish releases i urge you to go and listen to it again time now to say what is on release now right now this second it can only be the 10th doctor adventures funny you should mention that again (laughs) unless the website has crashed in the time it's taken this to happen um it's still available that may have happened ready to buy it go and buy it what else it won't crash uh, that, well, that's actually the only thing due this week, has to be said. You, know, you have to clear the decks completely. But that doesn't mean the rest of uh, May isn't incredibly exciting. Coming up, we're going to have Dracula, starring Mark Gatiss. <gasps> Mark Gatiss, yeah, yeah. 
We're going to have Gallifrey Enemy Lines, starring Lala Ward and Louise Jameson and Sophie Aldred, and all the other characters from Gallifrey. Be very exciting. And we're going to have Part, uh, Pathfinder Legends, Mummy's Mask, Pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh, which is our series finale for the second series of Pathfinder Legends. Uh, and these should all be coming up. I mean, you never know. By, by the time this podcast is out, we might be able to have some dates for you. We don't have the dates yet because we have to wait till the CDs get to the warehouse. But as soon as we know, we'll let you know. Thanks, That'd Joe. Of course, we can't say no, what's in the next podcast because we have literally no idea. Can you just tell? No, t- can you tell me what uh, what you'd like? To, who you'd like to be in the next podcast? Who would I like to be in the next podcast? Well, there was somebody very exciting we discussed the other day, but I won't mention him in case it doesn't happen or her. Uh, who else could? Well, I was gonna. I probably should send you an email of all the lovely people we have to chat to. Okay. We have lots of them, and we can maybe make up a little list. Do you know who I would like us to talk to? Yeah, um, no, I don't. I'm just going to put out there. It may, it may never even happen, but I think we should have Alan Barnes on at some time. Yeah, we should. Because we haven't heard from him in a long time, and he's just sent me through today uh, a couple of the upcoming secret main range stuff we have coming ahead. Oh, yeah. Which hopefully in a few weeks we'll be able to tell people about, and I think maybe we need to do a podcast where we just get it all out there. Yeah, well, uh, certainly interviewing Alan would be good. Um, and today I spoke to him on Skype for the first time because he's quite a Luddite and he hadn't ever used Skype. And I had to force oh, okay. him to because where I, where I have my uh, little office down here, there's no phone signal. Mm-hmm. So there's great internet, but no phone signal. I said, yeah, if you want to talk to me, we're going to have to talk on Skype, mate. So he sorted it all out. So we can get him on Skype. Brilliant. I think it's time to say goodbye. It probably is now. We've it's half past eight. Time I went to bed. So. <laughs> Same here. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. And just before you go, you might like to hear the seventh instalment of our serialization of Sherlock Holmes, The Hound of the Baskervilles. Henry Baskerville's uncle Charles has died. Some say he was killed by a spectral hound which haunts the Baskerville family. Holmes has taken on the case, but has sent Dr. Watson to accompany Sir Henry to Baskerville Hall on Dartmoor. Once there, Watson begins his investigations. He meets Stapleton upon the moor, whose sister, Beryl, mistakes Watson for Henry Baskerville and attempts to give him a dire warning. Watson also notes that an escaped convict, the murderer Selden, is loose on the moor. Meanwhile, Sir Henry has shown a strong attraction towards Beryl Stapleton. Late one night, Watson is woken by a noise in Baskerville Hall. He discovers the family manservant, Barrymore, clearly up to no good. Later that night, I was aroused by a stealthy step passing my room. I rose, opened my door, and peeped out. A long black shadow was trailing down the corridor, thrown by a man holding a candle. I could merely see the outline, but his height told me that it was Barrymore. There was something indescribably guilty and furtive in his whole appearance. I followed him, and he entered one of the upstairs rooms. Now, all these rooms are unfurnished and unoccupied, so that his expedition became more mysterious than ever. I crept down the passage as noiselessly as I could and found Barrymore crouching at a window. He must have been looking out for something or somebody upon the moor. For some minutes he stood watching intently. Then he gave a deep groan and with an impatient gesture he put out the light. Instantly I made my way back to my room and very shortly came the stealthy steps passing once more upon their return journey. The next morning, I approached Sir Henry on the matter. Oh, I know that Barrymore walks about at nights. Two or three times I have heard his footsteps in the passage, just about the hour you name. I had been meaning to speak to him about it. Perhaps, then, he pays a visit every night to that particular window. Perhaps he does. If so, we should be able to shadow him and see what it is that he is after. I wonder what your friend Holmes would do if he were here. I believe that he would do exactly what you now suggest. Follow Barrymore and see what he did. Then we shall do it together. 
We'll sit up in my room tonight and wait until he passes. In the meantime, I have a, an appointment. So, until tonight, then. <coughs> if, if you are going out upon the moor, then I must accompany you. What? You mean come with me? I... Sorry to intrude, but you heard how earnestly Holmes insisted that I should not leave you. Holmes, with all his wisdom, did not foresee some things which have happened since I have been on the moor. You understand me? Miss Stapleton, uh, I'm sure that you are the last man in the world who would wish to be a spoil sport. It put me in a most awkward position. I was at a loss what to do, for he had picked up his cane and was gone on his assignation. However, I quickly gathered myself, even then afraid that I would be too late to overtake him. Thus, I set off at once in the direction of Merripit House. I hurried along the road and mounted a hill from which I could command a view. Thence, I saw Sir Henry at once, with Miss Stapleton by his side. And I was not the only witness of their interview. Mr. Stapleton was approaching them. Before he saw this, Sir Henry drew Miss Stapleton to his side. He stooped his head to kiss her, but she raised one hand as if in protest. Next moment they sprang apart and turned hurriedly round to face Stapleton. For his part, the brother gesticulated and danced with excitement in front of the lovers. He was abusing Sir Henry, who offered explanations which became more angry as the other refused to accept them. Finally, Stapleton turned upon his heel and beckoned in a peremptory way to his sister, who, after an irresolute glance at Sir Henry, walked off by the side of her brother. The baronet stood for a minute looking after them, and then he walked slowly back the way that he had come, his head hanging the very picture of dejection. I ran down the hill to meet him. You would have thought this prairie to be a fairly safe place for a man to be private, but by thunder! The whole countryside seems to have seen me do my wooing. And a mighty poor wooing at that. Where did you engage the seat? I was on that hill. Oh, quite in the back row, eh? But her brother was well up to the front. Did you see him come out on us? Yes, I did. Did he ever strike you as being crazy, this brother of hers? I can't say that he ever did. I always thought him was sane enough until today. But you can take it from me that either he or I ought to be in a straitjacket. Tell me, Watson, is there anything that would prevent me from making a good husband to the woman that I loved? Well, uh, no. I should say not. He can object to my worldly position. What is he against me? I've only known her these few weeks, but from the first I just felt the barrel was made for me, and she too. She was happy when she was with me, and that I'll swear. But he has never let us get together, and it was only today for the first time that I saw a chance of having a few words with her alone. She was glad to meet me, but when she did, it was not a love that she would talk about, no! She kept warning me that this was a place of danger and that she would never be happy until I'd left it. I told her that if she really wanted me to go, the only way to work it was for her to arrange to go with me. With that, I offered in as many words to marry her. However, before she could answer, down came this brother of hers running at us like a madman. He was just white with rage. And those light eyes of his were blazing with fury. What was I doing with the lady? How dared I offer her intentions which were distasteful to her? Did I think that because I was a baronet I could do what I liked? I told him that my feelings towards his sister were, were such as I was not ashamed of. And that I hoped she might honor me by becoming my wife. Well, that seemed to make the matter no better, so then I lost my temper too, and I, I answered him rather more hotly than I should perhaps, considering she was standing by. So it ended by his going off with her, as you saw. I was completely puzzled. Our friend's title, his fortune, his age, his character, and his appearance are all in his favor. And I know nothing against him, unless it be this dark fate which runs in his family. Our conjectures were set at rest by a visit from Stapleton himself that very afternoon. He had come to offer apologies for his rudeness of the morning, and, after a long private interview with Sir Henry in his study, I met with the baronet myself. I don't say that he isn't a crazy man, Watson, but no one could have made a more handsome apology than he has just done. Did he give any explanation of his conduct? His sister is everything in his life, he says. 
They have always been together, and, according to his account, he has been a very lonely man with only her as a companion, so that the thought of losing her was really terrible to him. He had not understood that I was becoming attached to her, but when he saw with his own eyes that it was really so, and that she might be taken away from him, it gave him such a shock that for a time he was not responsible for what he said or did, and he was very sorry for all that had passed. However, he stressed that it would take him some time before he could come to terms with it all. He would withdraw all opposition upon his part if I would promise for three months to let the matter rest and to be content with cultivating the lady's friendship during that time without claiming her love. This I promised, and so the matter rests. So, my dear Holmes, there is one of our small mysteries cleared up. And now I pass on to another thread, which I have extricated out of the tangled skein. The mystery of the sobs in the night, of the tear-stained face of Mrs. Barrymore, of the secret journey of the butler to the western lattice window. The next night, Sir Henry and I lowered the lamp and sat up, smoking cigarettes in silence. We had almost given it up, when, in an instant, we both sat bolt upright in our chairs. We had heard the creak of a step in the passage, and the baronet and I duly set out in pursuit. When at last we reached the door, we found him crouching at the window, candle in hand, his white, intent face pressed against the pane, exactly as I had seen him two nights before. What are you doing here, Barrymore? Nothing, sir. I... it was the window, sir. I go round at night to see that they're fastened. Look here, Barrymore. We have made up our minds to have the truth out of you, so it will save you trouble to tell it sooner rather than later. Come now. No lies. What were you doing at that window? Please, don't ask me, Sir Henry. Don't ask me. I give you my word, sir, that it is not my secret and that I cannot tell it. If it concerned no one but myself, I would not try to keep it from you. He must have been holding it as a signal. Let us see if there is any answer. Give me the candle. I held it as Barrymore had done, and stared out into the darkness of the night. Then, a tiny pinpoint of yellow light suddenly appeared on the moor, glowing steadily. 